Welcome to Hablamos, Conversations on Teaching, Learning and Biomultilingualism, the podcast of the ICME EE project at the University of Nebraska Lincoln. As is mentioned in the name, the main goal of this podcast is to embrace multilingualism. So we are going to have conversation around this topic in the classroom and how teachers can support by a multilingual development. I'm Araceli Lobato and I will be your host. So I hope you enjoy today's conversation. Hi, this is the English version of the interview that we just um, did in Spanish uh, with Michelle and Oscar. So um, this is gonna be like kind of the translation that what we just did. So hi, welcome to our podcast. Um, uh, today we have Michelle Guzman Torres and Oscar Fuentes, and. It's an a special day because we did the conversation in Spanish and now we are doing it in English. Uh, they are part of the ICME EE admin team. So as always, I'm gonna, well, they are gonna introduce themselves and then we are gonna talk about a little bit about bilingualism and things around languages. So welcome to our podcast. Thank you, Araceli. <laughs> uh, hello, everyone. Um, whoever wants to start to introduce yourself, go, go for it. <laughs> My name is Michelle Guzman, as Araceli said. I am working for the ICME project with Dr. Viesca, and um, I am finalizing my master's degree here at UNL. It has been a wonderful journey, which is almost at the end. She's from the Dominican Republic. Oh, yes, I forget to mention that. I am from the Dominican <laughs> Republic. <coughs> Uh, my name is Oscar Fuentes. Uh, I was born in Guatemala, and I've been part of this team since uh, spring of 2017. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been enjoying this project, and I'm also finishing my master's in education, too. So how do you get to know Cara and, and this project? Well, I was a student, Dr. Vieska student. It was mm -hmm. in my first semester here. Wow, and when a she, long time ago now. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when she mentioned about this project, I felt like identified with the values and ideologies that, it's, that are the foundation of the ICME project. So I felt very interested and mm -hmm. happy of the opportunity. Uh, the same for me. Uh, she was my professor for one of my... Um, classes uh, yeah you sorry you were in the class yeah actually yeah you're right we we were in the same class so uh, she didn't have to sell it uh, too much uh, since the beginning I I knew it was something that I wanted to do uh, working with um, bilingual students and learning about their backgrounds was something I really wanted to do mm -hmm. That's nice. Yeah. We are so glad that you have uh, have, have part of this team. Although we are going to be a little bit kind of yeah. missing someone else. I someone know. is graduating soon. I know. So I usually ask the professor about their work and how they do with emergent bilinguals. So I'm, I, 
I don't usually ask them if they have learned another language and how is that the experience. So I'm kind of scu- I'm kind of curious now that you both are here, if you can tell us about how do you learn how did you learn English. Um, maybe I think that it's gonna be interesting for uh, our audience. Uh, in my case, I had a couple of classes uh, in college for English. I was not exposed to the English uh, when I was really young, but uh, most I learned most of my English when I came to the United States. Mm-hmm. I basically learned English by myself. I tried to read books, um, uh, music, uh, TV, uh, you know, writing summarizes mm-hmm. and, you know, things like this. Things that motivate you to learn the language. Yeah, I have to, I have to learn because... Uh, you must. Yeah. <laughs> you need to survive here. Ev- everybody mm-hmm. knew English. So it was easier for me to learn English than everybody to learn Spanish. In Spanish, yeah. So it was, a, it was a big challenge because I couldn't go to school. Um, I wanted to do it, but uh, I, did, I did the best I could but using my own resources and tools. So now that um, I know that you are like doing your student teaching and you have some students that are learning English as a second language, or is it's like I'm thinking that you can get identified with them, right? Yeah, uh, yeah during my experience, I, I see my, myself in these students. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of know what they're going through now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I always try to you know, bring all my stories to and how hard it was, was for me, all the situations, uh, mm-hmm. difficult things. But, um, you know, I, I think that we share something in common and mm-hmm. I always try to use that to help them. That's nice because you also are showing them the benefits of doing that, of pushing yourself to, to learn a new language. And yeah, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. Oh, no, no. Sometimes students say, well, when, I'm, <laughs> when I... Uh, get old, uh, uh, I want to be like you. So <laughs> sometimes they say that. I, I, I don't know. I hope they can be better than me. So what about you, Michelle? How is your experience as a as learning English as a second language? Well, um, I was first exposed to the language when I was in preschool. I mm-hmm. remember that we had like two hours per week or something uh-huh. like that. And But then um, I didn't have any other exposure until... I was like 12 years old and my parents enrolled me in an institute to learn English. Uh And I spent there like two years and a half going every Saturday for four hours. And um, after that, I graduated and I thought that I I know English, (laughs) I know everything. But it wasn't like that because it it has been a long journey and I feel that I am still learning. I am still in the Mm -hmm. process of expanding my resources in the language. Repertoire. Exactly, Mm -hmm. my repertoire. So um, I continue practicing by myself. A little bit similar to Oscars, like listen to music. I remember I downloaded the lyrics. Mm -hmm. That helped me a lot. Um, but in my house, anyone spoke English, so it uh-huh. was just like I had to continue practicing by, by myself yourself. so I can continue like expanding and growing in the language. Yeah, because in Spanish, you tell us, you told us about your cousin. Yeah, <laughs> who had the opportunity. <laughs> can you explain that? that yeah, to the absolutely. English? I remember that my cousin, okay. she didn't go to an English institute, and uh-huh. she spoke English so well, and I was like, hmm. 
How come? <laughs> and it is because my my I mean her father spoke English and mm -hmm. they constantly had interactions in the language. So it's like she was very exposed to it. And I remember that my uncle kind of not forced her, but it was like he always spoke in English and mm -hmm. wanted her to use the language Please to communicate with him. It mm -hmm. was like Opal. Like O P O L. Yeah. Yeah. Like one part in one language. Exactly. One part in one language. So my my uncle did that with her and she learned a lot more than I did. So you, with your cousin experience we see the importance of using the language in in, in the homes of yes. the students. Um, like we also in ICMEE we as you know <laughs> yeah. we we promote that uh, parents need to use the language um, in their homes so mm -hmm. the students the immersion bilinguals or multilinguals they still um, maintain their home language. So this is a um, similar yeah. case. It's totally different because contexts are different, but we can see that when we use the language, we um, we can produce more and we we have a better competence, let's say mm -hmm. that way. Mm -hmm. um, I know that both of you are teachers, yeah. so I'm kind of curious if you have experienced any situation with a student who are uh, learning another language so can you tell us a little bit about that experience if you have it yes um, for one of my uh, classes I have to observe um, students learning English for about uh, 25 hours that was one of my first classes and uh, I just finished my student teaching in Grand Island Senior High I was teaching science and math level two mm -hmm. so I was exposed to this environment for almost five months and the experience was amazing uh, mm -hmm. I, I tried to teach but I also learned a lot from all the, their experiences uh, their backgrounds and all the stories they can bring to the classroom we try to create an uh, environment where all the languages uh, all the cultures will were well represented. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I learned a lot and I think just because they don't speak English, it doesn't mean they, they can uh, be, be part of the classroom. So we, I learned how to use you know, different resources and all their experiences uh, to create a better, a better environment for mm -hmm. them. I'm just a little bit curious about the, language, the languages that you have in your classroom. Do you remember? Yes, we have at least eight languages wow. represented in the classroom. Uh, the main ones were Spanish. Uh -huh. um, but I guess different varieties? Uh, yes, uh, <laughs> three or four different um, variations. Mm -hmm. um, and we have uh, Arabic uh -huh. and Somali too. Somali too? Yeah, wow. and we have a couple uh, Mayan languages too. Really? There. So, it was it was a lot of fun. It was interesting to learn about all you know, all what they can bring mm -hmm. to the to the classroom. It was pretty interesting. I bet. How about you, Michelle? Can you tell us about your experience? Yeah, well, it's a little bit different as Oscars. I mean, I used to teach in the Dominican Republic, so everyone in that country speaks <coughs> Spanish, and but I used to work in these schools in which. English was the main language. Uh -huh. I mean, the all the sub, the dominant, yeah, all the subjects were talked in English, and um, so it was kind of hard for our students. Not for everyone, but some of them struggled a lot. 
trying to learn the content at the same time, learn the language without using the resources mm -hmm. they already have in their first language. So okay. by that time I had to follow the policies and everything, mm -hmm. but now I'm feeling like I have a lot of resources to give mm -hmm. to those students. So once I get back, in order for them to maintain their first language and as well as develop their second language as well. Yeah, that's very beautiful what you, what you just said because um, I bet that you were teaching the way that you were taught, like mm -hmm. for instance, memorizing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I look back and it's like, hmm, no, I, I, I have to do it differently because of all I've learned during these years. But back in the days, it was like memorizing, it was like, not connecting to what they already mm -hmm. know, but like the f the only the goal content was wasn't like meaningful for them. Yeah, and it was just like learning grammar. English and grammar in English, and uh, you have to answer questions, and it has to be in English, and it's like their ideas were a little bit limited too, and um, yeah, it was kind of the way I kind of learned, but now things <laughs> will be different. Hopefully, that's very like one of the thing that when like. One of the tools that teachers have to improve is like to reflect on their own practices and on, on their own teaching skills. Mm -hmm. So that's that's great that you you know and you see the difference about what you were doing before and what we can what you can do now when you come back to the Dominican Republic. Yes, I'm looking forward to the next school year because mm -hmm. I'm gonna go back to the classrooms and I hope I can make a difference in this programs, this kind of programs, and mm -hmm. also like to benefit the students and their learning language. And they're very lucky of having you. Oh, you're so sweet, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not lying, we are gonna miss her around here. I'm gonna here. miss you all too. Um, so guys, this has been a pleasure to interview you. Thank you. I don't know if you would like to add something else. Um, I think this project, um, has been uh, a really good experience, uh, at least for me, because we learn a lot of things in the classroom as ideas and strategies of how to help students. But here, we cannot just bring ideas, we can just use them. We can mm -hmm. uh, generate spaces where students feel welcome mm -hmm. or how we can have um, an environment where students can perform very yeah. well. So this experience for uh, working with this project has been a really good uh, complement for what we learn in the classroom. So we're not just bringing ideas, we're trying to do, we're trying to put it in practice, put it in practice too. So it's, it's, it's been uh, a great experience uh, surrounded by a lot of great people with a lot of experience too. <laughs> Yeah, I feel very grateful of being part of this project and I agree with what Oscar said and also because the change in the classrooms begin with teachers and with the knowledge and experience that teachers bring into the classroom in order to benefit students. So I think that we are in the right place, in the right <laughs> moment, and it has been a great opportunity for us to grow as professionals in the multi and bilingualism mm -hmm. world. I'm the host, so I'm supposed to be objective so I'm not gonna say that our project it's a great opportunity <laughs> and I'm not gonna say that I'm totally agree with you <laughs> but yeah we are so um, lucky, lucky of mm -hmm. being part of this team and 
we are gonna miss some of uh, well we are gonna miss Michelle when she leaves and Oscar is also leaving soon but we are still having him for summer which mm -hmm. is awesome yay so thank you so much guys for for having this time with me and share your experience with the, our audience so I wish you a, a good summer and hopefully yeah. we keep in touch thank you for the invitation Arsene. it's been a pleasure thank you gracias Thank <laughs> you.